the Joker's Vault, the pod made by fans for fans. Joining me as always is the lovely Lindsay, who covers Q and Joe, but is a firm Team Q supporter. Hello, Lindsay. Hey, Jules. Hello. How are you? I'm good. This episode, both episodes were amazing. I know. They were really, really good. And obviously myself, um, I'm your host for this week, and I cover Sal and Mer, but I'm firmly in the Team Sal camp. For obvious reasons. <laughs> <laughs> So obviously, so as we always do, we're gonna go on to some tenderloins news. Not much going on really. Um, some show news, I suppose. They got their next shows at um, Waterloo in New York. Um, they're on April first. I believe there are tickets still available for that one. Um, they announced some new shows in Scranton. Is it Scranton? Yep. PA. I don't know what PA is. Which one's PA? Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. It's the setting of the. American version of The Office. Just fun fact. Um, also, um, as we probably all know by now, the Carbonara Effect crossover is on, on Wednesday. That's True TV at 10 and 9 Central. Um, Joker's Cruise, I believe there are still a few cabins left. They are expensive cabins, so I recommend you go as a group if you're going. And no, there are no UK dates yet, but we have been assured that they are coming. I'm They're coming. assuming that they're waiting for finalisations on venues. That's what that I'm seems about. likely. That's what I'm assuming. Please come down, Sam. We exist. <laughs> stop going to London. Stop going to the north. They get enough. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's kind of a kick in the teeth, actually, because I am actually a northerner, but I live in the south. I was born up there. My family's up there. Most of my family's up there, but I'm down here suffering. <laughs> <laughs> so that's it for Tenderloins news. I don't think there's any more, is there? Not that I'm aware of, no. Yeah, they've been very quiet. I think they're just a lot of shows and stuff. I'm assuming they're recording as well. So I'm going to move on to some Joker's news. Um, we're going to go to some sound news. We had news from the last couple of weeks because we didn't bring out the pods last week due to bits and pieces that have come up in the weeks, in the week, mainly because of me. <laughs> home, <laughs> okay. home issues. Basically, I've just bundled all the sound news together. Um, so, as we all know, or should know by now, that Sal had followed Jerry Seinfeld on one of his stand-up gigs, um, which he seemed to be very proud of, and he took a picture as well. And he also left, and this week, he also left a message on the wall that said, Jerry Seinfeld, it's basically under Jerry Seinfeld's signature, and it's, and Sal put, loves Sal Vulcano. So cute. Which I thought was quite cute. Yeah, I believe he's done that before, and I think he, as Lindsay said, as we were having a conversation before, that he sort of does it every time he sees Jerry's name, which I think is quite cute. And I hope Jerry. It does, is. I hope Jerry sees it. I really. Do. Me too. I really hope he's met him or he does meet him. Yeah. He probably has. He probably did when he was doing that stand-up gig. You would think he would have talked about it though, or at least had a picture or something. But hopefully he did. I don't know. Um, it's also got some stand-up coming on, which is at the House of Blues. I believe that's during Comic-Con, which I believe is coming up fairly soon. Um, and he's doing that with a couple of his um, comedian friends, um, Roy Wood Jr. and Theo Vaughn, who are incredibly funny people. I've yes. Seen them both. Um, I believe I saw Roy Wood Jr. on... What did I watch it on? Trevor Noah show. I think that's what oh, I yeah. It's also plugging Mike for Neuer. And he also plugged Big J Oakerson as well, who seems to have some bits and pieces around as well. Um, he also retweeted um, James McCarthy's sketch. James McCarthy, I believe, works with them, if I remember yes. right. Um, he has a sketch. It's like a like a noir sketch, like an old sort of 20s cop show 
sort of thing, like detective agency thing, and it's fairly funny. Like, sat and watched it. It was fairly funny. And he did a very good job on it as well. Also, he's had some odd tweets this week. I'm not going to explain them into detail because, well, we all know what they are. He had a go about a spelling uh, mistake, regular guess, and went on about an Uber driver, which he was convinced that shit himself. (laughs) (laughs) Went on about a car's interior. They basically had like sticky tabs on the things uh, on the seat and it said do not eat food in the car, which is a bit stupid because the sticky tape was a bit gross. Um, he went on about soups and salads. I believe the only thing that was on there was a soup, uh, salads, I think. I think it was like a Caesar salad, garden salad. And I think I tweeted, um, I wonder if there's a blending option. <laughs> he had a bit of a trouble with a guy on an aeroplane who wanted Sal to turn his air conditioning down because it was blowing on him. And I would say, well... He said, I think it was, he said, do you really need that much air? Do you know what I would have turned around and said? I would have turned around and said, yes, I do. <laughs> again, he went on about airports again, saying that certain people are savages if they go like, I think it's like if they queue up early in groups. Um, he said, if you do that, you wouldn't be considered as a friend or you wouldn't, would, wouldn't be considered as a friend. I'd be considered because I've never been on a plane or in an airport, at least a commercial one anyway. Um, and also he treated us to a lot of his signature bad views. Um, I believe he had nine of them. Um, that there was a lot. I'm in the assumption that he stockpiled them. Um, I did have a, a series of tweets that sort of kind of got worse and worse and worse as they went on. <laughs> if you want to see them, go look at my Twitter. They is fairly funny to look at. But apart from that, I do believe that's it. So. Oh, all those all those roof pictures right in a row. What I want to know is how he remembered what city they were from, considering the way he takes the pictures. Like, does he does he label the files in his phone like for cities? Because like, how do you remember which one was which rooftop? They you know all look that, the same. You know what? I wouldn't. It wouldn't surprise me if he has everything labeled. That's true. <laughs> I, I, yeah. Who are we? Who are we talking about? That's true. Uh, it's good sound. point. We're, we're talking about sound. So... Good point. I think we're going to move on to some Q news, and I believe we have a lot of Q news, I think. I mean, per usual. I I don't really skimp. Um, So, about two weeks ago now, a little less, but Q had his birthday. So, he posted what he always posts on his birthday, which is paying tribute to his tattoo that Joe gave him a couple years ago, which now he's 41, so he tweeted that he's 41, still lives alone, still has three cats. Um, But for his birthday, he did tweet out that he got a Nintendo Switch which those look really awesome, by the way. He tweeted about how he's going to play that for his birthday on his birthday, so that sounds pretty pretty decent. Um, Joe did wish him a happy birthday via tweet, which I thought was adorable. He also, him and Q both tweeted about Mike Finoia as well, about his album, and his name is spelled F-I-N-O-I-A, if you want to check him out. I did see him live myself in Green Bay, I believe, and he was he was funny. I would, I would check him out. I want to listen to his album myself. Lots of Tell Him Steve Dave news today, which is, different um so as i mentioned every week q if you do not know does a weekly podcast that he has been a part of for about seven years with two of his best friends called tell him steve dave and it comes out every week it's super funny they do talk a lot about current events they tell stories they play games it is wonderful you you hear a side of q that you don't normally so i would recommend it to anybody and it's on soundcloud or itunes there was an ant meetup which ants are tell them steve dave fans so sometimes they have meetups around the country normally in the uk they're big over there but um we started to do them over here in the u.s 
So there was a little meetup before the show in San Antonio over the weekend, and they tweeted where they were, and Q showed up and took took some pictures, hung out, which, of course, was awesome of him to do. And the night before, they were in Houston, Texas, and he spotted two guys wearing Tom Steve Dave vests in the second row. And he took one of the vests from the guy, put it on, wore it on stage for him, and then he made sure they went backstage to get pictures, and they were not in the VIP at all. He just made sure they got taken care of, which is super awesome as well. He's just such a sweetheart. I know, right? Um, I followed the two guys who this was about, and they they talked about their experience and how, yeah, that he just made sure they got backstage so they could take that picture, which was so nice. Um, on the newest episode of Tell Him Steve Dave, number 330, there's a, a story about Walt, who's one of the hosts, and he slept with his head under the bed so he could get, quote-unquote, complete darkness. Now, if you don't know Walt, that just sounds really weird, and it is weird. But Walt is just a wonderful human being, and it's a typical Walt story, really. So what they decided to call it was flanking, because his last name is Flanagan, and it kind of they were playing off the word planking. So Q started off, and so he did. He took a picture, or someone took a picture of him laying on his back with his head under the mat, uh, bed in his hotel room and called it flanking. And then Bri also, the other host, did the same thing. A lot of ants, a.k.a. Tell Steve Dave fans, were doing the same thing, taking pictures of themselves with their heads under the bed. It was a whole big thing. I can't do it. I can't participate because my bed uh, does not have enough room and I would not be able to fit it underneath. So I cannot flank myself. Um, Tell Steve Dave has an official club now and also a brand new website, which I'm not even sure the last time they've had a legit website that works besides their merchandise site. So it's just tellemstevedave.com, and if you click on the clubhouse in the middle of the page, you can sign up to be an official member. And uh, when that launched over the weekend, he tweeted a lot of fans that posted that they were officially members, which I thought was cool. Uh, he gave a birthday shout-out, which is rare, which is why I pointed it out. He, sh- he gave a birthday shout-out to a 12-year-old. He was wearing a Joker shirt, which was adorable. Uh, a week ago Sunday, he tweeted that he was drunk at a karaoke bar, and... He said that he was on a roll, but he was on a fucking lame roll, but he's drunk, so he doesn't hate himself. I thought that was funny. Uh, let's see. One of his favorite authors died recently, Chuck Barris, and he posted about how he was bummed about that, recommended people check out his books. He posted just one picture, a cool fan, a fancy picture with one of his cameras of his dad's dog playing in the snow. It's kind of a cool picture. Him and Joe both tweeted about Owen Benjamin's tour in the UK, which is coming up, and they are encouraging people, as will I, to go see him because he is amazing. And Owen did make a little video that he posted a few days ago of a video montage of the tour with the guys over in the UK, and Q retweeted it. It's very cute, and there's extra footage of Sal with the hoverboard. So you should go watch it because it's very nice, nice. I didn't notice that. It's really quick, but it's there. Oh, one of the tweets when he pl- does all the tweets? Yeah. Nice. Well, there you go. I'll have to look harder next time. And, um, yeah, that's about it for him. That's about it for Q. That wasn't as much as I thought. <laughs> I left out some part. I left out, so I'm not going to lie. I felt pressured. Okay, so we're going to do some Murr news. Um, there's actually not a lot for Murr, but he did tweet about drunk history. He was on it uh, a couple of weeks ago. Um, he was very red-faced and very rosy in it. He, he, he was. have a good time. But his drinks, he, I, I have to admit, his drink choices were a little girly. Well, they've always said his drink choices are, are girly. He always goes for the cocktails. Girly. Why not? I go, I go for a bog-standard Jack Daniels and Coke or a Southern Comfort Coke. That's usually what I go for. He also tweeted about part two of the Tenderloins radio show, because they're doing a radio show on, oh, I can't remember now, Cirrus 
if I remember yep, right. Serious. Um, he also tweeted, I think someone roofied my churro, which <laughs> we have a sneaking suspicion it might be something to do with the show. I don't know. It has to be. It doesn't sound like a mirth thing, does it? Very uncharacteristic. It is. Um, he also tweeted a picture of himself, his dad, and oh, yes. Joey Fatone. Um, saying that it was a new boy band and he was asking for people to suggest names, um, which I think is a bit odd. <laughs> um, he also had a periscope um, this week, which he sometimes does before sh- um, for the airing of the episode. And this one was like the sort of a, I don't know, sort of a ask questions and he'll answer them sort of thing, sort of periscope that he normally does. Um, he also posted one of the names from the new um, US episode. Um, I think it was Diz Fat Bitch or Diz Fat Bitch. Um, that was a good one. I like that one. That was quite funny. Um, he posted about the new tour dates. Um, some tour dates from the States, I believe. Um, Nevada's in there as well. I think there's a Nevada one. Yep. He also replied to a fan who suggested that they do um, like a James Corden carpool karaoke, um, which I absolutely love. And we have just recently had um, Comic Relief here, or Red Nose Day. I know you guys in the States have it as well. But um, he did carpool karaoke with um, a band called Take That, who was big in the UK in the morning. Nice. Also, he's been replying to fans. But the carpool karaoke thing, I think they should do. That would be so fun. They really should. Imagine Sal doing carpool karaoke. I know Sal's got a good voice as well. As is James Gordon, but I think Sal's voice. In my, in my opinion. I mean, you're a little biased, but... I am a little bit biased. Carpool Karaoke sort of came from um, a show called Gavin and Stacey. It's sort of a, a thing from that. I don't know if you guys have ever seen Gavin and Stacey. It's like a... No. It's a bit, it was a big show over here. It's like sort of where James Gordon... It's where his fame came from. It's where it sort of started. Oh. So that's it for Merce. So we're going to move on to some journeys. Joe's got some stuff. Um, he's participating in a couple of benefits slash events, which I think is pretty cool. He is really involved with the Daniels Music Foundation. He, back in late 2015, he gave away a, not gave away, one of the prizes was a cabin on the Joker's Cruise, the first one, if you donated, and he raised a lot of money for that. I donated toward it, and I got a phone call from him, which was pretty awesome. So they're having a benefit on May 2nd. And he tweeted out a little bit ago to see if anyone had any prizes that they could use in the raffle. They have to be at least $500 worth. I don't know if they still are looking, um, but it, you could, if you have anything or you know anybody who could raffle something that's worth that much, it's just joegatto at danielsmusic.org is the email address. He saw the movie Edge of 17 and gave it props. I thought that movie looked really good, so definitely now on my list. Of course, adorable pictures, always. Um, this time it was... He and Bessie and Milana, they were all on a plane, and I guess two weekends ago, they went to D.C. for a little vacation, and it was just the cutest picture ever. April 28th, Joe will be hosting the Rock and Rawhides Gala in New York City, which is a charity that he and Bessie are very involved with, and he's mentioned them a bunch of times. They raise money and provide like food, toys, other things to shelters throughout the state, and so that's totally awesome. So it's April 28th. Also replied to a lot of fans, especially over the weekend, thanking them for coming out, saying glad they had fun, which is super sweet of him to do. And my favorite tweet from the last two weeks is still the same as it was last week. It was when he posted a video of this little dog, and he was kind of dancing, I guess you could say, on his hind legs. And he tweeted it at Sal and asked if he had been teaching Dana canines the double dutch. I thought that was funny. 
Super cute. He also tweeted on Wednesday, last Wednesday, that the world may be going to shit. I assume he was meaning Donald Trump, but I'm not going to speculate any further. But he said, at least we have this. And he shared a very wonderful YouTube, and it was called The Karate Rap. I mean, that's just, I'm going to leave that with that, leave you with that thought. Jane Smith tweeted, which I do not follow Jane Smith. He's a little too weird for me. But of course, the guys do. And he tweeted something very odd, and Joe actually replied to him. And he said, sure. Do you think it's weird that Sal's a tattoo of your face on his thigh? Hashtag Impractical Jokers. Also, so nice pants. Okay. Um, he posted where you could buy a Be Kind shirt, which is what he wore on the U.S. episode. He also took a picture of himself in it when they filmed this a while ago. I think it's on his Instagram, but it's for sure on his Twitter. So it's actually from the Superheroes in Real Life organization, which he played for on the Nitro Circus episode. And the site is culturehero.org. A couple days ago, while they were in Texas, he posted a disgruntled post about Q taking a bite out of his bagel. When he left the breakfast table to wash his hands. So your food isn't safe. You got to take it with you. Don't trust Q around your food. Last but not least, he did Periscope. He did two of them. Uh, he did Traffic Cam 41 like about two weeks ago. And he did over the weekend with Jiggy. They were together in the hotel room in robes answering fan questions. And Murray made an appearance in this one. Also wearing a robe at one point. Also shirtless at one point. So that was quite entertaining. And um, that's all I got. That's all Joe had. I think the reason Joe put that world run things because um london had an attack that's true it was the day of the london thing i didn't realize i didn't remember the day yes which was awful yes i was all over the news not good so forget it it wasn't donald trump the the parliament attack is way worse it it could have been donald trump as well because we all know i'm not the biggest advocate of the guy (laughs) i don't think anyone is but himself to be honest at this point something about golf i think has come up quite a bit lately because he plays golf He's got, I think he's got like a golf course in like Scotland as well. Oh, great. Oh, he's, such a, he's, he's a weirdo. I, don't, I can't stand him. I think he's an idiot. My president. <laughs> lucky you. I know. <laughs> I'm so lucky. So for our UK episode, we did record last week um, the Nitro Circus episode. Um, as we said in sort of the news, it's um, got a bit to pop this week. So we pre- we're going to release the recording that we did. <laughs> Which was hosted by Lindsay. Which should have been hosted by Lindsay last week. So enjoy. The season five finale was the new episode that the air the UK got this week, and it was called the Nitro Circus Spectacular. It was aired here in the states on November third last year. And it was a two-hour-long special, which had an hour's worth of footage mis- mixed in and then a live obstacle course at the end. This episode had two losers, a loser of the regular taped episode and the loser of the live poll, which had been going on for several weeks before this aired, where people could hashtag which Joker they wanted to get punished. My favorite part about that whole thing was when True TV made those little videos of each guy. So when you hashtagged who you wanted to punish, they automatically replied to you with a little video from the guy. But that was... Those videos were all really cute. I liked those. I hadn't watched this episode in a while. I mean, I I had watched it right when it aired, and I hadn't really seen it since. But this episode was such a great way to end the season. As some of you might remember back in or end of October, early November, Q got seriously injured while he prepared for this. And they had to go to a training facility in Maryland to do some pretty extensive training with the vehicles they'd be using. The four wheelers and the like motorbikes. None of them had any experience except really Q, but I mean, he just rides motorcycles for leisure. The episode started out with the guys saying what charities they were racing for uh, at the end. And whoever won got the donation towards the charity of their choice. So Q was representing the Tunnel to Towers Foundation, 
which she loves very much. It provides support to injured first responders and other members of public service, like policemen and firemen. He's they've had benefits and he's been very involved with them for for many years. And Joey was representing an anti-bullying foundation, of course, called Superheroes in Real Life. And what? Who were Murr and Sal representing? Um, Murr was representing Make a Wish, and Sal, I believe, was supporting St Jude's Children's Hospital, if I remember right. Yes, was. They moved on then to kind of some footage of behind the scenes when they were preparing for for the obstacle course. I love stuff like this because I like seeing them when they're kind of just being themselves and not really filming for the show. But I know some people don't like it. People wish they did more footage, but I like, I like watching all of them try to acclimate to those four wheelers. And you know, it was pretty funny until, you know, Q crashed. So as I mentioned before, he did get injured. And what happened was he was going up the hill and then he fell off the bike, the four wheeler and it rolled on top of him. He wasn't able to race in the live special at all because of it, because he got cracked ribs. He had nerve damage in his back and he had some pretty nasty bruises that he actually posted pictures of shortly after it happened. Because of what happened to him, I got to say, I was pretty nervous about the other three when I was watching this the first time and, and whether or not they get hurt. Did you like the footage at the beginning, Jules? I did like the footage. I like, I like seeing sort of all the practice runs. Think, yeah, me too. I think, was it Sal that did the skid and he seemed quite chuffed about it? I think so. I think so. He, he sort of did that little skid and he sort of did like the pose. Yep, yep, that was Sal. Yeah, I quite like that. That was funny. It was. The, the crash was kind of the, the clincher at the end there, but... Since they ended the footage with like kind of the crash and the aftermath of the crash, they announced that Q wasn't cleared to do the obstacle course, and he asked for a fill-in. And he's a fan favorite, none other than Joey Fatone of InSync fame. And of course, he's been on the show, and he was on their podcast as well. So I was super excited that Joey was there. And to be honest, I mean, he was really funny. I was really glad that he was on it. He he added a lot of comedic value. And I liked the clips that they kept showing of like Q and Joey, like quote-unquote, getting pumped up. I thought that was adorable. But pretty much after that, they went right into the episode, right into the taped footage. And all three of these challenges I loved because they were all super popular in the past and they brought them back. So it was a nice way to end the season doing three challenges that we really liked in the past. The first one was house sitting, which I haven't done forever. I mean, I, I feel like the last time it was maybe even season two, but maybe it was season three, but it's been a while. So it was the classic where they had a fake apartment and they had to get a stranger to agree to house sit for them despite the weird things that were going to happen in this house. And if the person refused, they lost. So Joe went first. So I'll, I'll just go in order here. So Joey went first. And Sal had Joe do something that I've mentioned that I love. And he always rocks it and always makes me laugh. He made him pretend that things were voice activated. <laughs> and he does it every... This, oh, he's hysterical. Every time he does this, he's done it with cash registers. He's done it with um, the motorized scooter in, in Miami. And I just, I love it. It never gets old. So it was funny. And then the next thing he had to do was ask the guy if he'd been followed there, which of course is like incredibly creepy. The, the living room and the bedrooms were the two rooms that they kind of changed for these guys. And so they did the living room first and they would go into the bedroom. So Q, or uh, Joe's, looked like a sweatshop and there was like boxes piled high with like t-shirts in it and there's all these older ladies with uh, the sewing machines and the one girl in obvious broken english was like hi mr joe many many shirts cheap made high price basically he's you know running a sweatshop in his in his apartment there it got a chuckle out of joe but he didn't break his stride he kept going he kept going with it he had to say that his wi-fi password was ganky kinky panky wanky that was all lowercase by the way and he said it several times which again something really stupid didn't break his stride 
just kept, he didn't, didn't laugh. He did it like a pro. And then he tries to turn the lights off again. Like through this part, his turn, he kept doing that, which was so funny. He'd like be doing something else. Then he'd just be like lights off. I just always thought that was funny when he brings back old things. Classic ghetto. Um, so then when he was talking to the guy about different things about the apartment, Sal had Joe say he hates me every so often when he would start talking to him, but they kind of expected him to say it like under his breath, maybe not to the guy, but he literally would look the guy in the eye and say, which made it even funnier. So he kept doing that. And the guy eventually said, I don't hate you. And I thought that was funny. So they go to the bedroom and the bedroom had um, a regular bed in it, but then there was a whole bunch of watermelons with axes through them. Mm. And Joe had to stress that you got to split a watermelon every day. They got it. It's just got to happen. The last thing he had to do when he came back out into the main area was he had to go pretend to go to the bathroom and take a shit and talk to the guy as he was in the bathroom for, from behind the closed door. I mean, Joe was very funny, but I like this one because they made Joe seem really creepy, too. Like, usually he's just being funny, but like they made Joe seem like a complete psychopath. And I cannot believe that guy agreed to it. I, I it blows my mind. It really blows my mind. Even though Q went next, we'll give. I'll just give myself a break. So Sal's was hysterical. Yeah. I love Sal so much. That woman was great. I know, and she she sort of went with it as well, which is kind of cool. Sal obviously got a lady, and he's basically told to hold her hand throughout the entire tour. So he sort of holds her hand the whole way through, and um, they get sort of round the corner. And there's an, like an older guy sat there, he sat there with like, like youngsters clothes on, which is really weird. And he's sat there like playing video games and um, he keeps asking for like, I think it's like Mountain Dew or something like it. Yep. Like, Mountain Dew. And um, it's like his grandfather's oldest friend or something, so he has him round, which I think is quite sweet, to be honest, if somebody actually did that. Um, but yeah, he, he, the old guy was pretty cool as well because he kept saying like his own thing without being prompted. Yep, I love that. He's like, oh, is that bitch gonna get me a mountain chair? <laughs> <laughs> which, which I thought was really funny. And then Sal sort of takes her to the bedroom um, to show her around the bedroom. And there's like a, a busted up ATM um, with a couple <laughs> of like sledgehammers next to it, and a toilet in the middle on in the middle of a blue rug. Which they made no point of whatsoever. That's true. <laughs> which surprises me because if you saw a toilet sort of sat in the middle of the room, just sat on a rug, you'd go, well, why is that there? But now they were more interested in the ATM and she was seemed to be more interested in the ATM. And so I was like, well, if you can bust into it, you can have some of it as well. So they were sat there with like sledgehammers trying to sort of open this thing, which I thought was quite funny. But yeah, I think she ends up um, actually saying yes in the end which I found really strange. And the fact that they didn't address the toilet in the middle of the room. That yeah, I forgot stuck. about that. That, the first that time. surprises me. And I, th- I think it was Murray when they were hitting the ATM. They're like, she's she's committing a felony. Like, mm. you know, And the, but that, that was funny. I mean, she was such a sweet lady. And then all of a sudden she's not so sweet because then she's trying to, you know, break the law. But yeah, I loved her. I thought she was so cute. And that guy made it. So Q went right after Joe. And the second he walks in the door with this young guy, he sees his boxers hooked to a drone, just, you know, hovering in the air. And he looked completely baffled by this. And so did the other guy, because, I mean, that was odd. So he got so he got fake serious um, when he had to tell the guy, there weren't really a lot of rules, but you can't eat Thai food. And the guy was so nice about it. He's like, well, I like Thai food, but I don't have to eat it here. Like, he was, he was so nice. So the way they did Q's living room was there was just an inflatable tub in it. And there was one of their friends just laying in jello in it. <laughs> and I guess his name was Rob. So he said one of the things that the guy that house it was required to do was cook hot dogs and toss them to this guy, which 
is so gross. I mean, I guess because he's a guy, it wouldn't matter. But if I if I if it was me standing there, there's no way I would house it for a guy that had like this gross dude stranger in the kitty tub in Jello. But whatever. So they kind of just stood there awkwardly looking at Rob for a minute, and then Q's like, "All right, let's move on." So they went into the bedroom, which there's only one thing in it, but that's all it needed. It was just a coffin, just a closed coffin, just sitting in the middle of the room. And I'm pretty sure that was the thing that freaked the guy out the most. He was kind of like, okay, seriously. But as creeped out as he was, though, he agreed to do it. He agreed to house it. I don't even understand these people. I mean, the guy slept in a coffin and he had the stranger in jello in a kitty tub. I don't know. But, you know, I guess people are nice in New York or they're very hard up for money because Q got the thumbs up as well. Murray wasn't so lucky, though. But the way they did that living room was incredible to Murray's. Yeah, Murray's was odd. I have to say. <laughs> but uh, to be honest, I found those the funniest out, oh, me too. out of all four. Oh, me too. So he gets this guy, and first and foremost, he, he's told he says he has to tell the guy that they have to tiptoe because of the neighbours. <laughs> um, so there's Mer sort of tiptoeing around the house, and the guy's like tiptoeing around the house as well. And they sort of get around the corner, and they find like a board. Um, it's like the only best way I could describe it is a stalker board. Um, it's got like loads like maps and people's pictures of it the eyes are crossed out all of them and i think Mer's like i think he starts trying to explain it and then he's like oh, no don't worry about that <laughs> it says just just leave that area alone um i need to deal with it now they sort of go to the bedroom and this is the funniest bit in there is um old paint like sort of written on the wall made to look like it's in blood welcome to hell and also a tv which looks like the um the old like an old sort of box tv old wooden one that looks like he's out of the ring and they sort of stood in there sort of looking around and all of a sudden joe pops out the tv dressed as the girl from the ring which probably properly freaks this guy out I mean, this guy's, like, off on it. He just doesn't want to be there. He starts putting his shoes on. He wants to <laughs> go away. He doesn't want to be there. And then he's like, oh, and then Joe turns around and says, oh, he says, I can do one more before I've got to go do the school run, before I go pick the kids up. And he sort of goes back, but he gets stuck going back through the TV. And all you hear is him shouting, little help, little help. <laughs> so Mer goes back in, sort of trying to push him back, and he's like, bud, come and help, bud, come and help. And the guy's sort of very nervously goes back to try and push him through and he's going oh, do you want to house it and he's like uh <laughs> he, he just doesn't want to do it he doesn't want to be anywhere near that at all does he and i think mer tries to explain it it's, it's like a like a drama group or something doesn't he i mean he had to try but i mean he was doomed with the living room to look like a serial killer to be honest and then they make joe looked so weird in that with the long hair oh he did so well from what i know of the ring i've never seen it but oh my god that was just the funniest un- most unexpected thing i've ever seen on oh, that show it was really funny that was. I that. but Mern didn't really have a chance so he he got the thumbs down but then they moved on to another fan favorite they went back to the castle of white but this time they teamed up which they've never done before i don't think they've always been out there by themselves and it was of course the classic do and say as you're told type challenge so if they refused they lost I mean, this challenge was epic for a lot of reasons, but hey, my two boys teamed up. Can't get much better than that. So I'm I'm clearly a fan of, of Joe and Q when they're together. I do think Sal and Murs was funnier, much funnier, but I did thoroughly enjoy Q and Joe. Right up top, Q excitedly explains why he loves shooting at White Castle, because he likes eating all the sliders. Mm-hmm. And then one of them said, well, how is this different from any other day? And he said, well, I get paid to do it. I, I, I gotta say, I'm not trying to, like, diss White Castle. I really don't like White Castle. I've only tried it once. Maybe it's the location I went to, but I still love them as an entity because they've had our boys on quite a few times, and they love it. 
I'm just not a fan of their burgers. So they started out with Q on the ca- on the cash register, and they said that Joe had a stomach itch, and so he started scratching himself in his stomach. And then one of them said that the scratch was spreading. So then Q started scratching himself, and honestly, like they were at a they were cashiers at a food place. I would be really freaked out if I was that customer looking at these two men scratching themselves like that. It's like, what the hell is going on? Ugh, it was just, that would make me so uneasy. They kept scratching like all over, like he took off his hat and he was like rubbing his hair and stuff. It was so weird. But then the, I don't know what ended up happening. Clearly they ordered their food because then you saw them on the other side of the count, like further down the counter. So they must have ordered. Then a guy comes up and he says he has to use the bathroom. And Q asked if it was number one or number two. And the guy actually admitted it was number two, uh. which is so gross. And then Q, and Q was like, all right, go ahead. And of course, he turned around and him and Joe started to laugh, which it's so funny that they laugh at that stuff, like how Murray always laughs at like boobies and stuff. Like, it's just so funny. They're grown men, but they still have the maturity level of like a 12 year old. The the last two things were the weirdest. So they, this one guy comes up and Joe's at the register. Q's kind of like behind him. And they asked this guy if he wanted to stand in for a funeral. I'm pretty sure that's not a real thing. And I don't know how anyone would have thought of that, but. The guy was like, um, no. So then Q jumps in. He's like, oh, is this the guy that's going to do the funeral? And they, like, kept adding on these weird details, and they kept, like, trying to, like, convince him, and they kept lowering the price they were offering him. Then they, like, tried to role-play with him, pretending to be somebody going to the funeral. It was so weird. It was was so bizarre. I'm like, what is this guy doing? And eventually he just caved in. Caved in. And Murr was just, like, baffled by that. He's like, Mm. what in the world just happened here? But then this was, this, this actually made me, almost gag and I don't have a weak stomach and this was disgusting. So the guy, a guy comes up with a toothpick in his mouth. Sal says it's a guaranteed win. If one of them takes the toothpick out of his mouth and puts it in his own mouth. Well, Q did it without even really hesitating, but he kind of put it in the half that the guy didn't have in his mouth. But then Sal says, put it in all the way. So he does. Oh God, it was so sick. And he didn't even seem grossed out by it. Like, Oh God. And then, then he takes it out, gives it back to the guy. And the guy puts it back in his mouth. What the hell is going on? Oh, God. It was so horrifying. But they did everything they were told. They got the thumbs up. Sal and Murray were so great in this. I, I, I don't even know. I think, I think they're both hysterical. I can't really pick oh, who was no. funnier, but they were both great. This is really funny, especially at the start, because they were just stood there, weren't they? Like, Sal was sat yeah. on his phone, and Murray was just stood there. <laughs> Staring. Just ignoring yeah. each other. And they were like, oh, if we, if we went... They wouldn't be friends if we weren't friends with them, which I thought was quite funny. Probably um, true. So I think they played on this a little bit, and um, Murr had to pretend to be like sort of really happy and chipper, and um, so I had to resist killing him, pretty much. And um, Murr's told he has to say that Sal is his best friend, um, and he has to sort of slip it in that Sal's his best friend. Sal's just there, like with the hands around, like sort of like as he's gonna throttle, like sort of throttle <laughs> Murr. And he's sort of given him the face and behind his back and then Murr turns around and he just smiles, which I thought was quite funny. And then and then another guy comes in and Murr is told to say that he really hates the guy, which is hilarious. And Murr just, he, put, he goes right into the role, doesn't he? He just puts on the, oh, yeah. he puts on the face and he's proper like puffing himself up and making himself look bigger, sort of charging at the bloke and sounds like like meant to be mediators sort of blocking him. He's told to rip the paper towels out angrily, which he does surprisingly well. He's like just one after the other goes <laughs> whipping them out. And then he sort of bangs into fridge doors as well. Like slams the fridge door, sort of running into the fridge door. Like he's angry with the bloke and I think the bloke's like, what? 
do you know me from another life or something? And it's just really odd. And the bloke just walks away, just staring at Mer, and Mer's just sitting there, just giving him the evils, which I thought was really funny. And then another guy comes in, and Sal's told um, to say, um, he's told to say to the guy that is it to stay or is it to go to hell? And the guy says it's to go to hell. And <laughs> next is, oh my god, it's this yet again. He's told to say that he's really sorry because he's been working at White Castle for ten years, and that it's his ten year anniversary. And Mer is told to pull like a little red handle. So Mer goes and pulls the little red handle and this whacking great poster, huge poster of Sal's worst photo with employee of the decade. Poor thing. Which I thought was quite funny. And it, and it was featuring his worst photo. It is a pretty bad photo of Sal. I think it's when Sal was at his biggest. And, and Mer's told to throw confetti at him too. So he throws <laughs> confetti and it all sort of gets stuck in his beard and in his hair. And he's sort of there. He's sort of like, oh, do you know those like glitter beards that were like popular? Yeah. He ended up with confetti beard. Yep. <laughs> so, yeah. But they ended up passing it because he ended up doing everything. But that, that employee of the decade thing I thought was pretty funny. Poor dear, he just he can't escape that picture ever. No, I don't think he is ever going to escape that picture. <laughs> he needs to stop reacting to it because they'll just keep doing it. Yeah. He still gets annoyed with it. Both of them did a really good job of acting pissed at those different times. I just thought they were so funny. And I thought Murray was just uncharacteristically, like, he doesn't usually act mad. He has acted mad on the show before, but he really got into that. That was really funny. The ripping the towels and the slamming into the doors. That was just, mm. I laughed so hard. They did a great job. I liked their turn a lot. So then, last but not least, was the Wheel of Doom, which we have seen multiple, multiple times. And I liked this because I think every guy spun something that was perfect for them. Yeah. Which makes it seem like it was rigged, but even if it was, I don't care, because every single one of them just owned these spins. Sal went first, and he was funny. What did what did they what did Sal have to do to people? Yeah, sassy clap at people. Sassy clap. <laughs> sassy clap. I liked Mer when he was trying to sassy clap, and it, it did look like a yeah. dead fish. It's it like, did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, really, it really did. But um, first, Sal stops a lady, and um, he's sort of asking where the concerts are, but he's saying, it, he's saying, oh, it was meant to be at one, or it's meant to be at two, whatever it is. It's not where it's supposed to be, or <laughs> along those lines. And he was just sassy clapping this woman. I think this woman literally, she puts up with it for a while, and then she sort of gives up, has enough, and says, Oh, have a nice day, and like sort of scooters off. In fact, she scooted up in the first place as well. But she sort of like went off on a scooter and disappeared. And then he does this, exactly the same sort of conversation with a guy, and he just sassy claps the guy, like right in his face, like this concert's going to be at one, but it ends up being at two, it's in this place, but it's not in this place. It's like you said, it, it was perfect for sale. Because Sarah is a sassy guy. For a guy, I, as well. There's no way he does. He definitely sassy claps in real life. You can see it. You can totally see it. I, I bet he sassy claps, especially when he's annoyed. I bet he, I bet he sassy claps for people. Oh, I bet he does, too. <laughs> and he, it, that was funny that he kept that up and he didn't break. It was just, yeah, sounded, sounded great. It looked too natural, didn't it? <laughs> it? It really did. It really did. Then we had Murray's, which was really awkward. Yeah, Murray's was um, a slow two-finger push. Um, so he was having a conversation about guy about directions, as these conversations tend to be. And he's sort of pushing the guy, like, as he's having this conversation. And he sort of just pushes him away, and the guy sort of comes back, and then he pushes him away, and he sort of comes back, <laughs> pushes him away. 
And then the guy sort of even starts walking off and Mer's still sitting there, two finger pushing the guy. And then I think the guy walks off a bit of a distance and then he starts to two finger push him again and he sort of runs up to the guy and two finger pushes him. Oh my god. That one was, I think, set for Mer as well, I think. He really, I liked how he stuck with it. He chased after the guy. He really I did chase that. after the guy as well. He probably had a run. And that's such a rude, I mean, the sassy clap is rude, but pushing someone away as you're talking to them is probably even ruder. Yeah. But yeah, I liked how we chased after him. That was pretty good. That was a pretty good touch. That was good. So then we had Q's, which was my least favorite of the three. It was just a weird, it was just weird, but he did own it. I think anyone could have done this, but I mean, Q did it in a way that was funny. So I was okay with it. He landed on the thing that said, tell someone you came around to their look, which is just odd in itself. But so... He literally had to just interject this sentence in whatever he was saying to the person, which is super weird. He got this guy and he, I think he started out asking for directions, but then he got into like the subject of photography, but like he just had to keep saying this over and over and over again. And they made him, of course, go more frequently. So he had to just keep doing it over and over again. And he, he did it really well. He, he was, I think something like that would be really hard to do. It just in general, mm-hmm. it, it shows how good they are at like kind of improv and stuff like that. He just did it really well. I can't believe the guy actually at the end, like agreed to let him take a picture of himself because again, he came around to his look. <laughs> it's like, what a weirdo. But yeah, so Q, Q did it. He got the thumbs up. It was deserved, but it was probably my least favorite one because it was just, it was just weird. He did slip it in really well as well, didn't he? He did. He's like having a conversation. He's like, I'm I know. He really did a good job of it. It just, eh, it was the one that I liked the least, I guess. But Joe's I liked the most, which is typical of me. Him and Sal both were the funniest in this one, I think. And so Joe had to start to sneeze, but never finish it. And they've made him sneeze before on the show, as we know. He sneezed into the wall. That one, I think that was season five, toward the beginning of season five, perhaps the beginning of season six. You will see he sneezes, does sneezing again. It's just, it's, it's a it's favorite. He owns it, but this time he had to just pretend like he was almost sneezing, which was just equally as funny because he's so dramatic and about it, and he just always looks so funny. And he did it so many times, and again, he just, he, just like you, he was slipping it in really well. He just kept going over and over and over and over again. It was hysterical. He he made me laugh so hard that I had tears. It's typical of him and. He easily got the thumbs up because he owned it just like the other three owned theirs. I liked Joe's one. Oh my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) And he kept like like, shaking his head back and forth. Robin is there going to go. (laughs) (laughs) I don't get it. Like, oh my god, if I was friends with that man, I would never stop laughing. He is so freaking funny. I, I just, know. It's oh, like his traffic God. cam as well. I just kept laughing at that as well because he was dancing. Dancing on traffic cam is always wonderful. Oh yes. But he always ends up tasks that involve his nose. Yep. Well, you know what? You gotta, you gotta <laughs> accent your, your best feature. Yeah, Joe is wonderful. And I love the Wheel of Doom, but Murray was the only one with the one thumbs down. Yeah. And so he was the first one punished. So he was not too thrilled about what he had to do, but uh, what oh. did... What Travis set up for him? Well, Travis basically, um, he strapped him to a handcart, um, sort of the same setup as Sal did when he got yep. taken to the wedding. Um, and he was literally like taken to the run or the bike run, as you see in like sort of split, they, they sort of do like stunts and stuff between things. So it was on that sort of run bit and he was placed on a bit of a, I think it was like a slope or a, a, a mound. And he was put in there and he was laid flat in this handcart and just all these dirt bikes came like speeding up and jumping over him. And then once they did that one, they kept, he, he sort of came back, stood him upright, and then the bikes came back again and jumped over him. And Mer was just, he just didn't want to be there, did he? He was, he was peeing his pants a little bit. 
I have to say. I mean, I would. I would. I, mean, I it'd would. Be, it'd be pretty exciting. I mean, I'd like to do it just for the just for the exciting thing. But I don't know. I'd be afraid those things. Those things are coming so fast at you, though. I mean, oh, I don't know. I wouldn't want to do that punishment. The other one that comes later, I I wouldn't. That wouldn't bother me. But this one, the bikes that. That would have freaked me out, especially because he's not just standing there. He's like strapped to the thing. That's like the scary part. It's, it's like, like knows... can't move. Yeah, he can't go anywhere. But yeah, so Murray had to take take the life. I'll, I'll take that over the other thing any day. Well, neither one is pleasant. Let's be honest. So that was kind of the the first half of the show, which was the tape stuff, and then they go into the live portion, which was this obstacle course, and it was designed by Travis, this professional rider who they trained with and everything, and he was also the co-host. They had to do things both on the, like, motorbikes, the four-wheelers, and just running and doing things with just their two legs. So, what I liked about the course was it had a lot of variety, and they also, like, incorporated all sorts of little Easter eggs from the show. So, they had the tire babies, the blacked-out glasses, mashed potatoes, the mannequin from when they had to do the CPR class. So besides just doing all the physical things, they had all sorts of show references in there. So that was cool. Q couldn't race, as we know. So we got to pick the order. And each guy came out running out in their own costume. And Joey, when Joey came out, Joey Catone, he had this entourage with him. And he had, like, Sal's dad. He had um, the doctor from Murray's prostate. There's a few other people. I, I think the um, brother-in-law might have been there. Um, Joe's brother-in-law. I'm not sure. There's a whole big grouping of them. Now, Q was still there. He was still present and he couldn't race, but he was everyone's cheerleader. Like he was so encouraging to everybody. He was like, just, he's so sweet. And he, he was just really excited for everybody. And I just, I loved that. So Joe went first and he ran out as captain fat belly. Of course, I was really impressed with Joe. You know, I, I, I was really impressed with his level of energy and really how much enthusiasm he had for it and how much heart he put into it. But he had some problems. I mean, his motorbike crashed a little bit. He went a little fast going over those little humps. His four-wheeler wouldn't work, so he had to run the course. Um, but the, I had I couldn't help but laugh, though. Joey's helmet was so big on him. Mm-hmm. Like, he couldn't see. He had to keep tilting up his head to run. Like, I felt bad for him. It was like that helmet was two sizes too big. But at the end, it, it was sad because he tried to jump through the wall and, of faces. And as you know, the one had the hole, but the other two didn't have the hole. And he hit the two that didn't have a hole. And the second time he jumped, he really hurt himself. He actually held up his hands to do, like, the timeout. And when you're watching it live, of course, that was really nerve-wracking. Um, but then when they had a break, they came back, and Joe didn't have his helmet on anymore. And he climbed the little ladder again, and he, like, got the ch- crowd to cheer for him again. And he finished the course. He jumped through the wall, which I thought was really amazing of him. Like, that's such a good example he's setting for his daughter to, like, never give up. And it was just – it just shows the kind of person he is. Mm. I just – I really think Joe Gatto's too pure for this world. I really do. So yeah, Joe technically got disqualified, which is a bummer. Um, but then Q picked Sal to go number two, and he was dressed like what? Uh, the Bug Monster of Louisiana. Bug Monster. How did he do? He didn't do too bad actually. He ran the course, Wait. didn't he? I think yes. he's, I think he had a little. He did the bike really well. I have to say, he did do the bike really well. He did. And um, I think the. Four-wheeler had a little bit of trouble sort of getting around, didn't he? Yeah. I think, did he crash? I think he crashed. Yeah, I think he, <laughs> he, he crashed. He crashed into the tire babies, I think. Yep. Yeah, he did. Um, but he, he, he did do it, and he got through the tire babies, and he went straight over potatoes. Um, I think got through, like, was it the first door he got through? He didn't have to read. I think so. I can't remember. No, I think he got through the first one. I think he got through the first one. He sort of run round and he he was really out of breath by the end of it, bless him. He was. He's unfit, but he did get round and he was a bit winded by the end of it because he had to lie down and he couldn't speak. (laughs) 
You could tell he was really trying hard, though, which I think was sweet. Yeah. Like, all of them were trying very hard. And, yeah, uh, yeah, I think Sal had said the most the thing he was the most nervous about was that going over the potatoes on the scooter, because he could only do that. I yeah, think he only did it he once. Only did it once. <laughs> but he, he did that part fine. Like, they all actually did that part fine. It didn't seem hard for any of them. No. But, yes. Sal, I was even more impressed with him than Joe. I thought Sal really gave so much effort, and I kind of wanted him to win the whole thing. I'm not going to lie. Then it was Team Q, which was, of course, Joey Fatone. And he was in pajama, like a one-piece fleece pajama thing that had fire trucks on it. And Joey Q ran alongside Joey the entire time, like, shouting at him, like, you can do it, come on, Fatone. Like, it was just the cutest damn thing I've ever seen. He was trying to keep up with them, but then he had to keep grabbing his ribs, because, of course, they were still very much broken. It was so cute, and you could tell how much he wanted Joey to win for his charity and how much it meant to him. And Joey did really well, especially um, for the the trampolines, because Joey, as we know, is a dancer. So I think he was just made for this kind of thing. He has the like flexibility and all that. When Joey ran up and, and hit the little TNT thing, Joe got or Joe Q got right on top of him and it was like telling him how proud he was of him and shit. And it was just I just oh so cute. Um, and Joey beat Sal out, so Sal got got beat by by Joey Fatone, and then. Murr came around. Along came Murray the ferret. He was dressed in a tuxedo. Or a tuxedo sort of outfit. It's like a tuxedo yes. t-shirt, wasn't it? That's what he was I wearing. think it was a tuxedo t-shirt, yeah. But he did really well. He sort, of, he he sort of made air on the the dirt bike thing, huh? didn't he? Got, he was the only one that managed to get all the way around on the four-wheeler. Yes. Through the tyre babies with no issue. Yep. I think it was like the trampoline that he literally just sprung it. He had no issue at all. The whole run through, got through the first door, run all the way around, and he did actually make the best time. <laughs> he did amazing. And it was so cute how excited they all were for him because it was clear, obviously, they wanted their own charity, but I mean, they were all so excited that for whoever won, it was just really cute. I really, I really liked how they responded to Murray, and he really did. He did own it. He kicked ass on that course. And Michael Wish is a good charity as well. So. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. So that was cool. Good job to Murray on that. But the celebration didn't last too long because then they revealed who lost the live poll, which I believe, if I recall, we both wanted to punish Joe instead because even though hey, Joe's my man, but as we know, he hasn't really gotten punished that hard. So I wanted it to be him because I felt like everyone else sort of had some tough punishments in the past. But um, fortunately, Sal was loser of that poll. Yeah. And I felt really bad for him during this. I, I think Hugh had it really easy the whole way through because of the spider thing, didn't he? There was no way he was going to end up doing that because yep, of the Q, spider Hugh got the cushion. Hugh <laughs> definitely got the cushion. I, th- I think... I think maybe it ended up being Sal because of the spider punishment because I think he enjoyed it that little bit too much and I think that's yep. why he, I think that's why he ended up getting punished. But they literally had him sort of um, on on these like sort of wires and they sort of pulled him up really high on these wires and started swinging him around and like sort of moving him around on these wires. I think it was like essentially a swing at one point. They sort of lowered him to the ground and obviously he was panicking because he's not the biggest fan of heights. I don't blame him to be honest because I don't like heights. And um, the sweetest moment happened in, in, in that sort of bit, yeah. wasn't it? It's like the Q and Sal moment that yes. went, around, went around Twitter for a little while. I think went around Facebook for a little while as well. But obviously he had to go back up and um, they sort of announced that... The, the, they go, well, what's a party without cake? And they have this, like, giant, huge sort of 
house-sized cake. It was absolutely massive. And what they did is they sort of like sort of ran in like a zip line into this cake. But I actually felt sal- sorry for Sal on this point because he looked like his neck whiplashed. I- I know. When he, when I he thought hit so the too. Cake. I, honestly, at one point, I thought he'd actually got knocked out. I know he really he was, hit that he hard. Was just, he was like a essentially like a puppet on a string at one point. Yep, I know. I was worried too a little bit. But he, he was all right by the end of it, and I think he took like pictures with fans and stuff afterwards, like sort of all covered in whatever it was this cake was made out of. And like, I think like he was sitting there trying to get the cream or whatever it is out of his eyes. I know, it was so sweet. But yeah, he he did well. Even though he got punished, he did well. I mean, the poor guy, I'm pretty sure when he was up there, he was starting to hyperventilate, and I felt really bad for him. And as we know, Q was very attentive and very sweet in, in comforting him, which is why I made Q my joke of the week, because... He really, uh, I mean, the fact that he couldn't race was, and the fact that he wanted to proved how much, you know, dedication he had to, to doing this and, and everything and how encouraging he was to everybody. He still had a really big role in the show, even though he wasn't racing and it proved what good, uh, how good of a friend he is to them. And so I just had to give it to him. I thought that he was very sweet in this whole thing, but my runner up, of course, is probably Sal for having to endure that awful mm-hmm. punishment that he did not enjoy, but it's cute. I, I got to give it to Q. No, I agree with that one. So we are going to move on to the game show. That, well, the trivia show. Or trivia game that still needs a theme tune. It is time for No, Your Joker. Dun, dun, it's dun. Me. It's me. Because I'm hosting. So I'm up for a son of a murder. Who do you want first? Pick. All right, we'll do the hard one. We'll go with Murray. All right, now... I'll, t- I'll go easy on you because you're not you're you're more of a team Sal gal. But remember the punishment with Murray where he was the sculptor supposedly. Yeah. He had three signature pieces. What were they? Is that the one with the greased up guy? Yep, that's one. Oh, greased up guy. Yep. Was one like a timer? Yep. Or a girl? Yep. Oh, the, the one is like a recurring joke. I'll give you a hint. A, a, a recurring joke of his. No, I can't. You got two out of three. Uh, the blankie picture. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, right yeah. There. With his face on a mannequin. Yeah. Yeah. But you got the other two. So that's, I'm impressed. I don't think I would have, if I hadn't written the question, I'm not sure I would have remembered that myself. Sales is easier, if you remember this punishment anyway. So the, for, uh, not punishment, challenge. Season one or two, they were at the Brooklyn Cyclones baseball game. And oh, yeah. all four of them had to sell their mascot. Do you yeah. recall? What was Sal's? Oh. I'll give you a hint, it wasn't Salad Boy. No, oh, no, it wasn't Salad Boy. Um, was it like a vegan or gluten-free pizza? That was, um, I believe that was Joe's. I think, I think, I think Q was Salad Boy and Murr, right? They were the two Salad Boys? Yeah. Yes, yeah, the other one you're not thinking of. Oh, Yes, my it God. was Gary the gluten-free pizza or whatever for Joe. Gary the gluten-free pizza. And... Sal's was an animal. Oh my god, I can't. No, I can't remember what sounds. I remember the Elliot, other ones. Elliot the effeminate shark. Oh god, yeah. It's okay, you're tired. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like okay. Half twelve. <laughs> you're still a winner in my book. You you knew most of the Murray ones. I you you win. And I got the other ones. I just didn't. That's true. The effeminate shark. That's true. You didn't remember the pizza. I don't think I would have remembered that off the top of my head. It's a good job. Gluten free. That's probably. <laughs> there you go. Oh god, joys of being celiac. Um, well, technically I lost, 
So if we are working on Donna I'm sort of half and half this week I think. So we are going to go on to our social media links. Um, they're all at the same URL, they're all at Joker's Vault Pod. Uh, Lindsay runs the Twitter, I run the Instagram and we both sort of co-deal with the Facebook. We sort we all post on there most days. I have to admit I've been a little behind on Instagram. Um, I've had no time. <laughs> I've been so busy this week. And also there will be a website coming but again I've been really busy so I've had no time. But yeah. It's coming. It's coming. It will be coming. We are making a website. There is a definite, definite website coming up. It's just when. <laughs> It's when I can find the time. Um, I am a mother of two at the end of the day. Also, you can find our pods on iTunes and SoundCloud. Like, love, review, whichever you want to do. We need some more reviews on iTunes, if I remember right. We get a lot of likes on SoundCloud, I believe. And we also post our links on Facebook and Twitter, which do get quite a bit of likes as well. I think they get the odd like. Anything else? Nope, just thanks to all the people, especially on Twitter, since that's the one I see a lot, that retweet our links every week. There are definite people that always do it, and we appreciate it, and we love you for it, and keep telling people about us. We do have a lot of regulars, don't we? We do. That we have fans. We do have that's fans. The, I'm glad to say that I have fans. I've never said that in my life. That's so weird. Right? Can't say I have either. That being said, it is time for us to end. We will be back next week. So it's a goodbye from Lindsay. Bye bye, Jules, and everyone listening. And Cooper. And, and it's Cooper. A, and Cooper. And it's a goodbye from me. Bye.